This is a WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now, your host, Scott Walker. Right now, that time, 817, you're tuned to WGNS on this Tuesday morning, December the 12th. And our guest this morning, Gordon Ferguson from Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford here in Murfreesboro. And uh, first of all, how are you this morning? Doing well, Scott. Thank you for asking. Hope you're doing well, too. Definitely. And it, it has been a uh, an exciting year, I would say, for St. Thomas. And a lot's happened over the whole 2023 year. So kind of bring us up to date on everything happening with the hospital, uh, St. Thomas Rutherford, and then Westlawn as well. Sure, I'll be glad to, to do that. And as you said, there has been a lot going on this year. Beginning back in March, we opened the Westlawn Neighborhood Hospital. That's located on Veterans Parkway, just south of 840. Uh, this is known as a micro hospital or neighborhood hospital with the first of its kind in the state of Tennessee. So we went through some uh, hurdles uh, with the licensure folks as, as this was a, a new model of care. But we have been very pleased. The hospital includes eight inpatient beds and eight emergency treatment rooms. Plus, we've got uh, imaging equipment and lab and pharmacy there. We do not do surgery there and no deliveries uh, occur there. But so far, we've really seen each month the facility has been open an increase in the number of emergency room visits that, that they're seeing there. I think the most recent month for November was uh, just over 900 patients that month. And then on the inpatient beds, not quite as as busy as the ER side, but uh, I know today I think we've got four patients out of the eight beds uh, there today, and they're lower acuity patients. Uh, Sometimes we will have to transfer a a patient over to the main hospital, but our goal is to make this care accessible, uh, convenient to to those living in the West Lawn Blackman area, and uh, as we see the construction growing uh, around us with the new Publix, uh, MMC just opened their new satellite building there, TOA is is there as well. So we're excited about the future of our West Lawn facility. Back in April, uh, we completed our first open heart surgery procedure. Uh, We've got two full-time cardiovascular surgeons on staff. Uh, They're supported by a group of uh, physician extenders. And just last week, we did our 200th case. Uh, I know yesterday we did two more cases, and I'm sure we've got cases on the schedule this week. But we're very pleased about that program. This is something that that we feel was needed here for quite some time with the growth that we'd seen in our cardiology program. And now having uh, our two CV surgeons here, the support staff, uh, patients will come in, uh, go to the OR, and then their complete stay will be in our intensive care unit until they're discharged home. And uh, we've already got some kind of neat success stories. Uh, One of our own associates in our environmental services was, I think, our second case and he's back at work and and doing doing great on the subject of open heart surgery prior to this year patients would have to go to either nashville for open heart surgery or erlinger hospital i guess in chattanooga and those were really the only two locations nearby 
That's correct. And the way we see patients migrating in, in our region is more up to, to Nashville. So certainly that we've got a very strong heart program at St. Thomas West and, and also Midtown. But uh, folks, when they're ill and their family members, if they can avoid needing to go into Nashville for care, uh, that's what our goal is to meet their needs here locally. And we know that we've got to be competitive in, in doing that in terms of our clinical outcomes, our, our patient experience. But we have had a number of people from the outlying areas uh, down the I-24 corridor that have uh, come to us for open heart surgery. And, you know, I, I guess in the reality of it, when a patient leaves after open heart surgery, making an extra 30 minute to an hour drive home is very uncomfortable. So, so. I can imagine making a, a five-minute trip across town whenever you're released it is a lot easier. Yes, yes. And then follow-up care. Uh, these patients will typically go through the different phases of cardiac rehab, and that's something that we provide in our Seton Medical Office building. So, again, not having to, to make that trek. Now, in the year before, where, while you were preparing to you know, do this first open-heart surgery, you had to bring in a lot of new equipment. Uh, what all was, was brought in, and, and how big of a, I guess, a landscape are we talking about for the heart patients and the doctors there? Well, fortunately, when we designed the new hospital, we uh, included two large operating rooms with the, the idea that eventually – if we were to do open heart surgery, these would be the two rooms that would be used for that function. In terms of equipment, we did put a lot of new lighting, new monitors. Uh, I think equipment for uh, these two rooms was over $5 million. Um, we had the equipment in the critical care unit, not a lot different there, so most of that occurred within the operating suite itself and you know I, I i don't think a lot of patients really think about the equipment cost when they receive their bill for a, a procedure but whenever you have equipment that you're talking millions of dollars for each piece i, I mean that has to factor into everything yes yeah hopefully the patients are going to be as well asleep when they're in the <laughs> operating rooms so they're not going to notice much i will tell you that we had some of the heart surgeons from St. Thomas West came, came down when we were doing our uh, first cases, and uh, they were very impressed with the, the layout of the room, the size, and then the equipment that we were able to, to purchase for this service. So we're very fortunate to have that uh, investment made in our facility. And this was really a medical milestone, I would say, for Rutherford County. It was. It was. I think... We've had many firsts, uh, both at the old facility and since we've moved to Medical Center Parkway, but it's exciting when you uh, see a need for a service and are able to work with staff to get them trained to bring on the, the needed human resources and then to implement the, the program. It's very exciting. And I'm, I'm trying to think back when that building was first built. What, what year was that whenever you moved from the old MTMC location to Medical Center Parkway? It's a date I probably won't forget for quite a while, but it was October 2nd of 2010. So we had a, a slogan, 10 to 10, and uh, it was a Saturday 
uh, fairly, it was a beautiful day, but um, that's, it's hard to believe we've been in the new facility for, for this long. It is. And, and when that facility on Medical Center Parkway was built, you were saying you built it with the intention and the design to say, we're going to open up uh, multiple services or additional services at some point. Yes, we've got a master facility plan that was developed when we were designing the hospital. It's been tweaked over the years, but essentially it allowed, the original design allowed us to expand the hospital both horizontally and vertically. So we've already done a fairly significant expansion when we added on to the west tower, uh, floors uh, six, seven, and eight. And now we've got another project that is uh, going on at the back of the hospital. Uh, a lot of people may not notice it because of the trees and the landscaping, but we're uh, adding on a new uh, drop-off point for our ambulance traffic uh, adjacent to the ER. And then on top of that will be an expansion of our critical care unit. Uh, today we've got 32 beds uh, staffed and occupied, and uh, we'll be adding 18 beds uh, to that to get up to 50 critical care beds. And then there's a third floor that will be shelled in that is adjacent to our OB uh, department. So we're already meeting with some of the physicians and uh, leadership uh, regarding the best use of that space. We don't have the capital approval to to do that yet, but it's exciting to know that we've got that shell space there and that we're expanding uh, the number of critical care beds. Now, how high vertically can this hospital go? Um, my recollection is that we're uh, it's structured for eight levels on each wing. So... Um, you know, the east wing currently only goes up seven floors. It could go up an additional floor. Uh, the expansion that we're uh, doing at the back of the hospital is closer to the east wing. And so it has been structured to where it could expand up to uh, seven floors. So now with the expansion and a, a new entry for ambulances, is this going to make the ER itself a lot larger? Not not specifically. Um, we have gone through and expanded the ER uh, once or twice uh, since we've moved. This will be more on the, the driveway part of the ER where we're getting more and more ambulance traffic coming into our ER. So hopefully this will give them more room uh, to actually drive under this expansion and uh, drop off, pick up patients there is the er going to have to be expanded at some point you know that's a, a great question i think right now we've got just over 60 bad spaces in the in the er uh, we did make some modifications a few years ago when we were uh, looking at uh, trauma designation and those uh, improvements are serving our patients well today so I think, you know, what we're seeing at Westlawn, having another location there, and then with our partnership with Urgent Team, uh, we're seeing a lot of individuals that will prefer going to uh, a, a lower acuity walk-in clinic, or urgent care clinic, that 
quite frankly, is very suitable for a lot of the uh, diagnoses that we're seeing, even in the ER. But they're also in, in very convenient locations. And, of course, as Rutherford County continues to grow, we're seeing more urgent care clinics open. Yes, I, I think that's true for across the country. I think folks just uh, like things to be very convenient, like to just walk in and uh, be seen quickly and, and, and leave. So I think that's uh, certainly part of our uh, continuum of care within Ascension St. Thomas that uh, we believe is a, a need that is being met there. Now, as Rutherford County grows and as the hospital grows, of course, the addition of West Lawn, are you having any trouble finding enough staff, enough nurses, enough doctors to actually work the shifts? Yes, more so on the nursing side. And I think uh, this is an issue that's been uh, well covered by the media. I think uh, when the pandemic came, it did put a strain on all of our staff. Uh, and I think there were some nurses in particular that were approaching retirement age and decided, hey, I think this might be a good time to, to exit the profession. Uh, we're doing a number of things trying to uh, attract and recruit and retain uh, nurses as well as other um, ancillary clinical staff. It's it, it's a struggle, um, you know. That we are open twenty four seven hours a day, and not everybody cares to work that that midnight shift. So, we're doing what we can to make sure we're competitive in our our compensation packages, and that um, we listen to our staff for suggestions or improvements and respond to them um, appropriately. Uh, now, of course, in I guess the next 10 or so years, supposedly Rutherford County is going to have a population of around 500,000 residents. And that's a number that has been talked about quite a bit. Once we hit that point, how many hospital beds are typically needed in most communities of 500,000 residents? You know, I'm not sure the exact ratio that our health planning folks with the state use. Um, I do know that uh, even in spite of the population growth, we are seeing more and more uh, procedures and different diagnoses are being treated on an outpatient basis. Um, even in the last number of years, things that may have had you in the hospital for several days are, are now being cared for, treated, and, and discharged uh, quicker than we've seen in the past. So. There's a lot of variables that have to be taken into consideration, the age of the population. We believe that with the expansion that we're going through right now, uh, which is about, an, I think, about 82, 84 million dollar projects that have been lumped together, uh, as well as what we were doing in West Lawn and uh, setting up uh, primary care physicians in our community, that we are not just looking at today, but what are the needs um, down the road but I can't quote you just a specific number of beds but when the hospital is finished with our expansion I believe we'll be up around 420 beds. Now when you started you started at Middle Tennessee Medical Center and then fast forward to today I'm sure you've seen and probably been amazed at some of the changes in medical techniques and equipment used and a lot less invasive surgeries taking place today but have you been surprised at how some surgeries that once required a three-day stay people are now leaving 
that same day? Yes. Yeah, we're, we're seeing that in general surgery cases, in some orthopedic cases. We um, just recently um, purchased our third Da Vinci robot, and this is a, a very high-end technology piece of equipment that um, really serves our patients well. Our surgeons enjoy it because it is less invasive. And uh, I see more and more of that technology impacting uh, a good number of surgical procedures. And and I guess usually when something is less invasive, that equals a faster recovery time and uh, the chance to go home a lot quicker as well. It does. And patients probably enjoy going home. Correct. Correct. (laughs) So what is to come in the next year? What is being planned right now? Well, right now, I want to just share with you that uh, just a couple of weeks ago, we were able to open up our new parking garage. Uh, Again, when we did our master facility plan, there was a space that was kind of marked that if we were ever needing this or going to do this, this is where the garage would be placed. And it's worked out perfectly. We've uh, just in one year uh, constructed a 1,000 space parking garage. Uh, It's used primarily by associates of the hospital and our two medical office buildings, as well as physicians. And uh, for a good while, we had cars parking around our inner ring road, which it really wasn't designed for that. And now there are no cars parking in the ring road. The idea, though, is that we'd also free up space for our patients and visitors, because that was a complaint that we were hearing even although we put in valet parking at, at two locations on our campus, folks were still having trouble finding a place to park. So we're really hoping this garage will serve us well into the future. We're also in the designing stage, early designing stage, of a proposed third medical office building that uh, we announced several months ago. This will be located more toward Thompson Lane, where we've been using a temporary gravel lot for parking. And um, we're hoping to do this in partnership with Tennessee Oncology. And the, the plan is that we would move our current radiation oncology equipment from the Seton Building to the, this new building. And this would then create more space for us to expand some of our cardiology, vascular uh, clinical space in the Seton building. So this is a, a multi-year project that, again, we're in the early stages of design. Now, is St. Tom, that campus there, Rutherford Hospital, uh, a decision St. Thomas Rutherford, is it landlocked, or do you have any more land that you can expand on there? I hate to say it, but we we really are landlocked, even though we've got just over 80 acres on our current campus. And this third medical office building is is probably the last uh, decent acreage that we've got on our campus that would support uh, this size of a building and then the parking that would be required. So uh, the good thing is, though, that um, this addition that we're working on right now, if we needed to, it could go up vertically some more. So you know, we were fortunate enough that we were able to get the infrastructure in place when we built the hospital to accommodate these expansions uh, without necessarily taking up more acreage. 
Again, with us this morning, Gordon Ferguson, President and CEO of Ascision St. Thomas Rutherford. And I, I guess really the only way you could expand more or add more buildings would be to add another parking garage now that you just built one. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll we'll get over the construction of this first one before we, you know, we, we don't charge for parking. I and mean, as I said, this is primarily for our staff members. And I, I know my daughter-in-law is a nurse in Knoxville, and if she wants to park in the garage where she works, uh, they have to pay a daily rate. So we made it very clear to our staff members that this is a free parking. You really need to park there, free up the the grind space and it's been very well received when looking at hospitals in other cities is it normal that they well for example here we're growing a lot you know and you've had to make a lot of changes and additions there is it normal for hospitals to grow and to add on like ours is doing in other cities yes i think there are obviously some cities where i think it's a pretty well-known fact that they are overbedded um, but when I look at here, over at Franklin, you know, Williamson Medical Center is currently going through an addition. Um, I think Moyer Regionals getting ready to make some expansions there, and it, it kind of defies the projections. I know when we were designing our hospital, there was one consulting group that said we were building it too large that that we would not need the number of beds that we were proposing uh, into the future, and I think. As I mentioned earlier, I think these assumptions were um, proven to be inaccurate because of our population growth here. But yes, in answer to your question, there are a good number of hospitals that are going through expansions like like we are. And of course, some cities are actually seeing hospitals shut down. We've seen that over the last 10 years or so. True. That's that's a a very serious issue for Tennessee uh, specifically. Uh, in the rural areas, it's just very difficult to get specialists uh, in those locations, and uh, it, it makes operating a hospital uh, very challenging. But we're fortunate in Ascension St. Thomas. We've got several hospitals in our region that um, are, are, are doing well and um, are a viable part of our, of our system. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we will talk more about medical care here locally and some of the things that have occurred over this year and, uh, well, as we wrap up this year. Time right now, 8.39. You're listening to WGNS. This is Peter Demas at Demas's Restaurant. Demas has offered gift cards that you can get in any value. You know, those times where someone gives you gifts, you weren't really prepared. It's one of those things that's nice and easy to hand back out but they're amazing gifts for teachers, for family and friends, and we always offer specials depending on how many gift cards that you get as well. You can go straight down to the restaurant, and our cashiers are happy to help you with any of those gift cards. Demas's Restaurant, 1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Rutherford County is one of the fastest growing communities in Tennessee. 
This is Mike Klassen, the General Manager at Middle Point Landfill. As a Class 1 landfill, Middle Point accepts non-hazardous municipal solid waste, approved special waste, and commercial waste. We have served this region for two decades, providing free disposal to all Rutherford County residents and low-cost disposal to Rutherford County businesses. Learn more at middlepointlandfill.com. For public services, we are sustainability in action. Hi, this is Mike Cutter. I am the owner of the award-winning family-owned home care agency, Honey Hill Home Care. Are you or a loved one in need of a reliable, compassionate caregiver? We take the time to match our experienced caregivers with your family member to ensure a comfortable and lasting bond. With us, you can have peace of mind knowing your loved one will receive exceptional assistance, monitoring, and companionship from a trusted caregiver they can rely on. Honey Hill has been the trusted source for home care for hundreds of families in Rutherford County over the last seven years. Learn more at HoneyHillHC.com. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Time right now, 842. Gordon Ferguson with us this morning, President and CEO of Ascision St. Thomas Rutherford here in Murfreesboro. And of course, the hospital's on Medical Center Parkway. Then you have the uh, other location, West Lawn, on Veterans Parkway near 840. Uh, so over this 2023 year, you, you have had a lot of doctors and even nurses who are recognized for different things that they accomplished. That's right, Scott. We are very grateful to the physicians that support the care that's provided uh, at the hospital. And just last week, we had our uh, presentation of three awards that I'd just like to share that Dr. Britt Miaton uh, was recognized for the Olin Williams Distinguished Service Award. Uh, Dr. Miaton really, uh, I can't begin to express how grateful I am for what he has done to uh, grow our cardiology program. Uh, he's going to be retiring at the end of this month and will be dearly missed, but he was recognized uh, by that award. And then Dr. Brad Chesney, who is a obstetrician with the Murfreesboro Medical Clinic, uh, was um, awarded the Physician of the Year, and Dr. Chesney has been with us for a good number of years. He's active in our uh, quality work and also serves as a member of our, our board. And then last but not least, Dr. Heidi Leach, uh, who's also with St. Thomas Hart, uh, was given the uh, Clinical Excellence Award. So it was fun to surprise them uh, to some degree last week when we uh, gave these awards out. And then uh, on a larger scale, we were just recently recognized by U.S. News and World Report as being a high-performing hospital for maternity care. Um, we are one of 300 hospitals across the country that received this um, ranking and this, this rating. And it's based uh, on three things. One, clinical outcomes, uh, nursing care, and then finally patient experience. And this includes not just our OB area, but uh, also our NICU, uh, which uh, continues to see very uh, ill babies, and uh, our nursing staff and physicians do a great job there. Um, so we're very excited about that. We're still in the process of, of communicating this, uh, both internally and externally. And then earlier this year, we received recognition from Joint Commission for being from Beck to be Capable Stroke uh, Center. We've been a stroke center for a good number of years, but 
now with this um, invasive component, uh, our ability to treat individuals with strokes is, is really jumped up several notches by uh, having the service and the resources available that allowed us to achieve this recognition by Joint Commission. Now, Dr. Miaton is one of the doctors who came here around the same time of Hurricane Katrina, because I, I believe he actually practiced in New Orleans. But you, I say you, but the hospital, they often get doctors who have a, a great background who come from other areas, like New Orleans, for example. Um, but he was one who came here during Hurricane Katrina. That you've got a great memory. It's exactly right. Uh, Dr. Miatan came up from New Orleans just after Katrina, and, and they were uh, looking for a place to practice and uh, drove up, looked at the area, talked with us, and then not even a year later, uh, his partner for New Orleans, Dr. Chester Falterman, came and joined the practice. So that gave us the two interventional cardiologists and now I think we've got a total of about 12 uh, cardiologists that are all part of St. Thomas Heart. So it started with Dr. Miaton being solo for the first number of months. He was available 24-7 uh, to handle a lot of uh, interventional cardiac cases. Uh, and it is one of the things that really I'm very grateful for is the quality of our medical staff. Uh, we've got some physicians like Dr. Miaton who's approaching retirement, but we've got a whole host of other uh, younger physicians that are coming in fresh out of training and have chosen Murfreesboro or Rutherford County to be a place where they uh, practice after their training. You know, I, I think in, in the future we'll probably get even more doctors who come here because the quality of life here is better, I think, than a lot of other areas. And, and of course, medically speaking, it's probably not as fast-paced as somewhere like an ER in New York, but yet it's fast enough to keep somebody really interested. Yes. And, and you know, we constantly are looking at where our deficits are with our medical staff, again, based on population. And one of the areas that we're really concerned about is primary care. Uh, we've had several primary care physicians that have been here for a good while, again, retiring this month, and we've been unable to find individuals that would come in and help take over their practices. So we're continuing to work through St. Thomas Medical Partners uh, at our new Salem site, uh, at our St. Louis Clinic, and trying to make sure that we're doing whatever we can to help uh, bring primary care physicians to this area. It seems like we're hearing talk from big insurance companies who are supposedly trying to push patient, patients more so towards nurse practitioners, uh, physician assistants, instead of the actual medical doctor. Is that going to change the landscape of medical care here? You know, I think we've already seen a, a strong number of nurse practitioners and PA that are practicing here. And I, I think it's certainly something that will continue to be part of our care delivery model simply because of the supply of, of physicians. And I know that uh, MTSU, uh, they've started a PA program, physician assistant program. And I think as long as there's the, the proper level of supervision uh, by a physician, that this is um, an option that, a good number of people feel very comfortable with. 
And here in Murfreesboro, while we're talking about the different changes and, you know, the, the additions and everything locally at the St. Thomas Rutherford campus, when you look to Westlawn, is that campus built to where it can be expanded in the future? Not so much the the, the land uh, as we've got, you know, two buildings adjacent to us, but the second floor of that building is actually a shell space. So... Uh, the neighborhood hospital occupies all of the first floor, but uh, the second floor is completely shell space, and we're looking at what would be the best use of that space, and I, I think primary care is certainly one of the options that we'll be considering. And this being the first year that West Lawn is open, did you have a lot of hospital administrators from other areas or executives coming in to, to see how it operates because they're thinking about opening something similar elsewhere? We've had a few um, come in just to, to look at it. Uh, you know, it's, it is a micro hospital, so it's not very large. Um, you've got ER beds on one side and inpatient beds on the other side. But yes, I think that uh, particularly this could be a model, I believe, that could be used for some of our rural areas that um, either don't have a facility or the facility is. Um, needing to be replaced and again I think this is something that the state was also interested in as we are going through that approval process. And because you said surgery is not performed there do you think that will be performed in the future? Is there space there for that? Not in our site Um, uh, however I will share with you that in partnership with Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance we are working with that group to put in a outpatient surgery center on the third floor of their medical office building. Uh, that construction's not started on yet, yet, but it's imminent, and uh, I think that'll be another good option for the residents in that side of the, the area. With the different medical offices that are in Murfreesboro, do all of them work well together, and do you see that same type of atmosphere in other areas? I think here, overall, we work well together. Uh, certainly, uh, there's the different missions and uh, goals that, that we may have that different from others, but uh, I do know that uh, I would say this is probably the most collaborative medical community that I've worked, worked in, and I don't think that you always get that. I think sometimes there's some history there um, that some people you know don't forget easily, and uh, it, it does make it a little more complicated when you don't have that kind of collaboration that I feel we have here. And going back to the cardiology services that are available now that weren't before at the St. Thomas Rutherford site, um, what what went into deciding now's the time to open this and, and to perform that first open heart surgery in Murfreesboro? You know, I think timing is everything. We, we needed to get our system approval um, and that was received, I believe, primarily because of the success that we had with our interventional cardiology program. And then we brought some electrophysiology cardiologists on board. So I think we got to that right mass of cardiologists that would then support uh, a program. And then just, again, the population uh, and the requirements for a certificate of need for this service were met um, at, at the particular time. I think we could have probably done it earlier, but 
we're very grateful that we've done it and it's it's going very well and whenever you open a new service like that do you have to go before the state and say you know this is what we're planning to do and this is when we want to start and how long of a process or difficult process is that it, it really depends on the the service and in some cases the equipment that you'll be needing Regarding the certificate of need, that is a service that we had to get uh, state approval to uh, perform. Um, I would say it's a good 18, 24-month period from when you start you know, putting your business plan together, looking at the feasibility, and then working through the state on their uh, certificate of need cycle. And I'm curious because I would guess, like me, a lot of people don't know who makes up that board that makes the decisions but is it a board made up of regional doctors or or what are we looking at there's representatives from different sectors um most have some connection to healthcare. some don't um i know that the tennessee hospital association uh is able to provide a nominee for consideration to kind of represent the hospitals same with i think nursing homes so uh, it's a, a pretty good mix of individuals, and um, they each kind of bring their own different perspective to, to looking at what's being requested. And I'm curious, do you have any idea on how many patients were served at St. Thomas so far this year? And is it an increase? You know, we, we have seen an increase. Um, you know, I think probably in rough numbers, we see around... Um, 10,000 discharges. Uh, I know in terms of deliveries, uh, we're right at about 3,600 uh, babies p- been born. Um, and then our ER volume, you know, it was high and then it dropped when we went through the pandemic. But now we're back up uh, around 82,000 on an annual basis uh, for the emergency room. Have you ever seen anything like COVID-19 before and and how it hit the medical community? No, I, in my career, I, you know, we went through the uh, year 2000 and and things like that. The pandemic really um, did a number on healthcare in terms of our resources, supplies, how we were dealing with uh, patients that we had not dealt with before. And um, I still believe that even though we're seeing some COVID patients, they're certainly less acutely ill. Um, but I do think that there's a, a still a kind of a, I call it COVID hangover that folks have that were in the hospital working day in, day out, because it took a lot out of all of us. And I think we're now slowly but surely getting our, our legs back under us and getting back into more of a, a, a rhythm that we had before and and then as you said earlier you guys are sounds like constantly in need of more nurses that's the the biggest job to fill right now it it is we've got some travel nurses that uh, a lot of hospitals have needed to rely on over the the past year Uh, but we've got other things that we're doing that i believe will uh, help retain our staff that we have and help us recruit we're working with different schools of nursing to try and uh, attract new nurses that are coming out of, of training. And uh, again, I think we'll we'll find a way through this, but it, it has been 
kind of bumpy. Hey, I know on the East Coast there are some medical offices that uh, agree to pay for a student's tuition and everything if they agree to go to that East Coast office to practice for X amount of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, does St. Thomas have any programs like that here? We do. We, in fact, it's it's not been in effect for very long, but we do have a, a tuition forgiveness program. We also, through our foundation, are able to provide several scholarships to either nursing or other allied health staff, and then just working with the schools to uh, introduce students to healthcare, let them see the, the different jobs and roles that uh, are within the healthcare uh, profession. So we are thinking of everything we can to uh, recruit and retain uh, very qualified staff. Again, for your Gordon Ferguson with us this morning with Ascision St. Thomas Rutherford. I couldn't talk. It's, it's Monday or it's Tuesday. <laughs> Can you remember that? So as we close this morning, is there anything that we may have left off? You know, I think we've covered a lot of uh, good topics here. I appreciate the opportunity to share what we've got going on at the hospital. Obviously, as we grow nearer to the holidays, uh, being in hospital is the last thing that a lot of people are, have on their mind. But um, we will be there for individuals that need us, and uh, we're very pleased we've had uh, students from Scales uh, School come and sing in our, our lobby, and uh, we've got kids from St. Rose lined up, and uh, again, just at this time of the year, uh, especially when we've experienced things that we did in Middle Tennessee this past weekend, it it's our responsibility to make sure we've got the healthcare resources, the hospital that can be here to, to help uh, those that are in need. Well, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Scott. Time right now, 8.59. You're listening to WGNS, and news, local news, is next with WGNS's Ron Jordan. So make sure you stay with us. Come to downtown Murfreesboro and Holden Hardware to shop for Christmas. Shop our selection of knives, including German-made Boker pocket knives. And for the hopeful children of all ages, we carry a wide variety of sleds. We carry the round disc to the 48 and 66-inch plastic toboggans. We also have a few different ones in between. We may even have the old-fashioned wood and metal sleds. This is Raleigh Holden, Jr. Come downtown and shop for Christmas at Holden Hardware. Mostly sunny skies here this afternoon with a high in the mid-50s. Southwest winds of 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, partly cloudy alone near 29. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 28. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.